0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What is up, everybody? A new episode of Phillies Today with Francisco Rojas. After the Phillies split with the Toronto Blue Jays uh, by winning last night's game on a nine to four, nine to four win in Toronto, thirty uh, year anniversary by the way. Unfortunately, yes, great team, ninety three uh ninety three team, a uh, Phillies team. Uh, but back at Rogers Center, uh, and they split the two game series in Toronto. You know, just for the heck of it, would love a would love a three game series out there just because of the the anniversary. I know we all hate the Joe Carter home run, but um, the ninety three. Series was still, still a good series. And I mean, I wasn't alive for it, but just, you know, going back and doing the research of it and watching highlights and everything like that, would have been nice to have a three game series. But nonetheless, the Phillies do split, and I'm content with the split. The, the Blue Jays are a good team. They are a team I think is going to make the playoffs uh, over there in Toronto, and I think they can make some noise and possibly, you know, if they're a team that could get on get a real playoff run, just like the Phillies over there in the National League. So Phil's 66 and 55 uh, with the win, second in the National League East, of course, 12 and a half games back. Um, and they are now first, still first um, in the wild card race uh, ahead of the Giants and Cubs. Um, quite the race there in the National League wildcard and we'll get to that in just a little bit. So for today's show, we'll, uh, we'll get into the key moments, the recap of the game against Toronto. And then we'll get to my game takeaways, uh, series takeaways. There's only a two-game series, but we'll recap the series, give you my series takeaways. Um, around the league, again, update you on the National League wildcard race. Um, other scores around Major League Baseball, some standings there. I'll preview um, this next three-game set against Washington where the Phils will end the series uh in Williamsport, with the, their second time uh, doing the Little League Classic. First time was against the Mets. Uh, this time um, against the Nats. Um, and then we'll end with some news and notes. Update you on a few key players uh, and Brandon Marsh and Jose Alvarado. And then that's pretty much it. So. So let's get it started. Let's go to the Key Moments recap uh, from this game. Top of the second, Jake Cave has a good game at the plate. Uh, he hits a sack fly. Nick Cassianos would score to make it a 1-0 game for the Fightons. Bottom of the second, Dalton Varsho with a two-run dinger to put the Blue Jays up 2-1. to one. And Top of the third, Bryce Harper, who has a huge game at the plate with a solo bomb, his eighth of the year, uh, to tie it up at two. And then later in the half inning, bottom of the third, Kevin Biggio with a two-RBI single to put the Blue Jays up 4-2. to two. A couple of innings later, top of the fifth, Nick Castellanos with one of his two uh, doubles. It's an RBI double here to make it a 4-3 game. And then uh, later this inning, Bryson Stott up to bat. Should, Blue Jays should have gotten out of this inning. I believe it was two outs. If not, um, it, was, it was a mistake. Bryson Stott comes with the bat. Uh, Nick Cassianos. And Bryce Harper would score on a throwing error by Santiago Espinal. It was a hard hit ball, but right to Espinal. And he, uh, uh, Vladimir Guerrero probably should have scooped this ball up. Hits the dirt, comes up. Guerrero should have scooped it up, but nonetheless, Phils will take it. Goes uh, past Guerrero, and Cassianos and Bryce Harper would score. Uh, an inning later in the top of the six, Kyle Schwarber with a sack fly. J.T. Realmuto would score, and the Phils would be up 6-4. to four. Later this inning, Alec Boehm with an RBI single. Cave would come home. And the fills would be up by three, seven to four. And that's all really they would need uh, after that, really after the Schwerber sack fly. Um, and even after the, the Stott uh, play top of the eighth, though. Jay Cave hits a bomb to right center. 8-4 fills. Top of the ninth, Bryce Harper. Second homer of the game is ninth of the year. Um, 9-4 fills. And the bottom of the ninth, Gregory Soto closes it out. Gets Santiago Espinal, who made one of the plays of the game, uh, to end the game. 9-4. Phillies win in Toronto. Cap off the two-game series with a 9-4 win. So, Game takeaways now. Maybe last year you would think Aaron Nola versus Kevin Gosman. Oh, that's a that's a pitcher's duel. Not really. Uh, maybe you would have thought if you're feeling good, if you're a Blue Jays fan, with Kevin Gosman on the mound, he's had a good year. He's had a you know he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball over the last couple of years. You know, uh, prior with the Giants, 2021, where is his breakout year? Um, but and he's a, what finished top ten in Cy Young voting. Uh, A couple of times over the last couple of years, Kevin Gosman. So, um, if you're a Blue Jays fan, you're thinking, "Oh, Gosman's on the mound," Um, you know, going up against Aaron Nola, who struggled this year. Maybe you're slating that as a win, and maybe you're feeling that way about if if, if you're a Phils fan. Oh, we're going to lose two in in Toronto because Gosman such a you know been such a great pitcher. But no, uh, Aaron Nola doesn't have a great game. Five innings, four earned, mediocre performance. Like he's been all years, has really just been mediocre. And uh, Gosman, though on the other side, even worse, even worse with uh, five and a third, seven hits, five earned, three walks, um, and does not have a good day. Phil's offense gets to him, and it's great. So my game takeaways from this game: we obviously the, the talk has been oh should Aaron Nola? It's really heated up over the last like two three weeks. Should Aaron Nola get a postseason start? Okay, doesn't have a great game. I still start him in a playoff game. And I know that's probably not the popular opinion right now because of the way he's pitched this year. Um, And it seems like over the last three, four years, ever since 2019, where he was solid I think he was a little more solid than people would say he was um it seems like ever since then ever since his 2018 year and his 2019 season where he was really under a microscope you know after all the Phillies acquisitions that happened that year where you get Harper and you get JT and you got Gene Segura um, and you got all these uh you know these players together to look like the Phillies could be a you know really a, a playoff team and they weren't um, ever since then Nola was was under this microscope um, and I would still start him in a playoff game because of a couple of things so I think A I'd rather have Ranger Suarez in the bullpen role like I just would this this rotation like is deep now and I love it I love how deep the rotation is this year I think Blue Bleacher Report uh, had the fills at the number one rotation I don't know about that but definitely underappreciated for sure um I think Ranger Suarez. I'd like to see him in a bullpen role. He's uh, has he has a he's had experience there. Um, I just think it makes sense for him to be in a bullpen role. Maybe open some games, and maybe if uh, you know if Nola he looks bad early, you get Ranger right in there, and that'd be perfect for him. Christopher Sanchez, another one. He only has 15 starts to his name. 15 starts to his name, and he's had a good year. 3.39 ERA and 11 starts. Like he's been nothing but. Uh, I mean, more than what you could ask from your fourth starter this year. He's been, I mean, he's he's looked like a two or a three at, at certain points this year. So, Christopher Sanchez, um, I, I I just still, the experience factor is a thing for me. Only 15 starts to his name. He goes to the bullpen, um, and I feel comfortable with that. I like that. Again, the, the, the rotation depth this year is really important for me. So, Ranger and, and, and Christopher Sanchez, odd men out for me. And I understand he's been underperforming this year, but at the end of the day, dude, Noel is still like, and I know he hasn't pitched like it this year. He's still a star. He's still supposed to be a star pitcher, and you don't, he's not the odd man out because he's having a down year. You're not going to sit Bryce Harper out of the line. I know Bryce is a little different. You're not going to sit Bryce Harper out of your lineup because he's had a bad year. You're not going to sit, uh, you know, 2000, which what year was it? 2020, 2021, Cody Bellinger, you know, coming off the MVP or with the Dodgers, was having a bad year. You weren't going to take him out of the lineup just because he was having a bit of a down year. You're not going to take Aaron Nola out of your rotation because he's having, uh, because he's having a bit more of a down year. Okay. Like the Dodgers didn't take Clayton Kershaw out of the rotation because of his track record in the playoffs. Um, the, the, the Astros didn't take Justin Verlander out of the rotation because of his track record in the World Series and um, some of his playoff starts, past performances. I know Noel has been inconsistent. I understand that. But to a certain extent, I think all of us agree that he's supposed to be a star. You're not going to take. It's woman that's supposed to be a star pitcher out of your rotation in the playoffs. Okay, I understand having a short leash because of the experience in the playoffs. I, I totally get that, but that's where Ranger and Christopher Sanchez come in, um, where they can get in there right away, and because of your depth, they can come in right away. Okay, so that's where I'm at on Nola. Nola, I still start him in the playoff game. I still have to, right? Still has to be the starter in the playoff game. Uh, get Takeaway number two from this game. The offense, offense was great compared to game before where Yusei Kikuchi has been awesome. say Kikuchi has been really good, um, and so is Kevin Gosman. But I, I think that the team's ability to uh, you know to bounce back this game, and I'll get to that in a second. But the offense, nine runs on eleven hits. You get Bryce Harper, two homers. Bryce Harper, two homers. Um, first time in over a year that he gets a multi-home run game. Goes three for four. Huge, huge day for Bryce Harper. Another one, Nick Castellanos, a few doubles, important for him, you know, two for five, a few doubles, gets an RBI, important for him uh, to get going, um, you know, in the ladder or, you know, in the stretch run here um, for the fightings down, uh, you know, last month and a half here, especially after the type of year he had to start. And then again, like I said before, getting to Kevin Gossman, who's a great pitcher. It's important, uh, you know. It's important for the confidence level that you get to somebody like Kevin Gossman, who's again been one of the better pitchers in Major League Baseball. You know, again, a three twelve ERA over his last three seasons and just over five hundred innings. Um, you know his workload. Somebody like Kevin Gossman important for the Phils offense. Nine runs on eleven hits. Uh, I believe it was seven earned. Against Gosman. Yes, yeah, seven earned, or excuse me, five earned, seven hits, regardless, three walks. Um, getting to Gosman a big deal. Um, so, getting Gosman a big deal for the Phil's series takeaways. And I mentioned this earlier, but I want to expand on it. Being able to bounce back, and again, short sample size because it's only a two game set against Toronto, but you're playing a good team in the Blue Jays. It's good you know seeing that visually that the Phils are able to bounce back against a team like the blue jays who are in the wild card race in a bit of a tougher league that is the american league so i think it if you feel great as a phillies fan you know bouncing back again number one bouncing back like a team against serrano and lighting up kevin gosman those two Two things wrapped into one feel good. You get to a good pitcher, you you uh, you put up a nine spot and win big against a team like the Toronto Blue Jays, who I again I think could make a run. You know I know the the Rays and eh, Rays have a couple of things that they have dealt with over the last like four or five days with the Wanda Franco and the McClanahan thing, but you know the Blue Jays are. They're you know, a team that can make some noise and not, maybe not being talked about enough. They're not. I know they're not the Rays. They're not the Rangers. They're not the Astros. They're not any of those teams. But um, I think it's important for the, that the Phils did that. Another one, and I've talked about it over the last couple of weeks, big thing for Zach Wheeler to look good over the next you know month and a half heading into the playoffs. His last seven starts, he hasn't given up more than three runs. That's important, especially for your ace. Uh, I'm tired of having the ace discussion, whether it's Nola thing. I'm like so like burnt out from that, so I don't. I'm not gonna talk about that. But we know Wheeler's the guy. Um, numbers say it right now too. Last seven starts hasn't given up more than three runs. Um, because you know it's important for Wheeler to be the guy because Nola hasn't been it this year, um, and. it's you know, the supporting cast has been, uh, besides Nola. Uh, 278 ERA in last year's postseason, too. Remember, the track record's been there for, for Zach Wheeler. Um, important for him to get going, you know, and continue this over the next uh, six weeks. And look again, six, uh, six starts last year in the, the postseason, thirty-five innings, two seventy-eight ERA, and we remember, uh, you know, unfortunately Wheeler was pulled, and uh, you know last year's World Series, and we all remember that forever, of course. So, uh, two, you know, series takeaways: being able to bounce back against Blue Jays and Zach Wheeler, um, a, a good start, even though they lost the game. It's it's good to see Zach Wheeler just continuing uh, this these good stretch of starts. But keep it up. I want to keep saying it, and all of us Phillies fans do as well. So, around the league, uh, let's first get you to some National League East standings or scores first. The Mets win big over the Pirates, eight to three. The the Marlins lose to Houston twelve to five, Washington at home over the Red Sox six to two, and the Braves beat the Yankees uh, at home. I believe it was yes two nothing and the Yankees are just very, very average. Um, but we're sticking to the analyst here. So looking at some of the National League standings, I know this is what we're not really concerned about, but it's going to give it to you anyway because it's it's Phillies today. 78-42, and 42, Braves keep continuing up and up. Phil, 66-55, 12 and a half back. Marlins, 16 back, 63-59. and 59. Mets, 11 games under five hundred now with the win, 55-66. and 66. Washington at 54-67, 24 and a half back. So there you go. And um, some just major league baseball scores before I get you to the National League wild card race standings. Um, Detroit beats Minnesota eight to seven in Minnesota. Colorado loses to the D backs nine to seven at home. The Giants, very important to know what the what the Giants are doing. Six to one lose to Tampa Bay. Uh, in um in San Fran, uh, Cincinnati wins 7-2 to at home over the Cleveland Guardians. The Oakland A's, the Vegas A's, excuse me, I'm just going to run with that now. Vegas A's over St. Louis at home, shut them out, 8-0. Um, Angels over Texas, 2 to nothing in Texas and Arlington. The Cubs four to three over the White Sox, Seattle six to five in Kansas City, San Diego five to two at home over the Orioles, and the Dodgers seven to one over the Brewers in L.A. So, looking at some of these wild card, we're just looking at nationally wild cards. I really have time for for you guys, and that's what you care about, obviously. So, sixty six and fifty five, three and a half in front of everybody else, or just in front of San Fran. The Phils are in front, have the number one spot. San Fran, sixty-four and fifty-seven, a game and a half uh, in front of that last spot. The Cubs, sixty-two and fifty-eight. Cincinnati, sixty-three and fifty-nine. The Marlins, sixty-three and fifty-nine. I guess are technically all tied for that spot, but the Cubs have the run differential, which I think is the most important, which is plus sixty-three. Cincinnati, minus twenty. Miami, minus forty-four. And then Arizona, sixty-one and sixty game and a half back at that la- at that last spot. San Diego, four and a half back, and then the Mets are seven and a half back. But who cares about the Mets unless they make some sort of run here? But it's not happening. So those are some of your standings uh, in the National League and the Wild Card race because that's what we care most about. Preview for the next game, which is. Which is tonight? No, it's they had the day off again, right? The, the, the Phillies had the day off uh, tonight. Um, it's good that they had these days off. It's good that the Phillies had this day off, yeah, because the Washington's going to finish up their series in Washington against the Red Sox. So projected starters for this series, just to get you ready for the three-game set against Washington. Michael Lorenzen will face off against Joan Adon think that's how you say his name, Lorenzen. Back-to-back no-hitters here, is it possible? Michael Lorenzen going up against the, uh, the Nationals once again, and Lorenzen threw a no-hitter against Washington, obviously, last time out. What a magical night that was uh, for Michael Lorenzen and for all of us Phillies fans. Could Michael Lorenzen possibly throw back-to-back no-hitters? Maybe he's feeling it. I know it's not in Philadelphia this time, but maybe in Washington, he just has that, just, just has it against Washington. Who knows? Maybe we'll just throw a no hitter every time out against Washington. Who freaking knows? But uh, either way, I mean, Michael Lorenzen, in all seriousness, Michael Lorenzen, just a great start to his Philadelphia tenure here, going eight innings, first time out against Miami, and then throwing the no hitter against Washington uh, just a little over a week ago. And then Jonah Don on the other side, 514 ERA and 14 innings pitched. Uh, Saturday's matchup at 4.05 p.m., Christopher Sanchez versus Jake Irvin. Um, Sanchez coming off his big Minnesota outing where he uh, goes six innings to earn. And then Jake Irvin on the other side. <laughs> I mean, Philly's better light up uh, Washington this weekend. Uh, Jake Irvin, 476 ERA uh, this, uh, this year in 18 starts. Ranger Suarez uh, and Trevor Williams will go at it for Sunday Night Baseball and the Little League Classic. The Little League Classic will be Sunday night. Looking forward to that. Again, the Phillies, their second time in the Little League Classic uh, since 2018. So, Ranger Suarez has not given up more than two earned in his last three starts. We want to see continue to see more of that from Ranger. Hopefully, we feel good about him going into the playoffs. 388 ERA in 17 starts this year, just over 97 innings pitched. Trevor Williams. You know, Aaron Nola actually does not lead the National League in homers given up. It's Trevor Williams. Trevor Williams with 28 homers given up on the year. Aaron Nolan second at 27. Trevor Williams, last time out against the Phillies on August 8th, four and two thirds innings, six earned, seven strikeouts. So, hopefully, the Phillies can light him up at the Little League Classic in Williamsport this weekend on Sunday night. So, there's your preview uh, coming up against Washington for the weekend. And just to end the show, have a few news and notes for you, some updates on some players. Brandon Marsh, obviously a key one. He's been, you know, stellar offensively this year. Um, So, Brandon Marsh, according to Alex Coffey, this was yesterday, um, he was supposed to do all non game activities yesterday in Lehigh Valley, running um, and some other stuff. And I I didn't really see any updates besides, uh, you know, what he was supposed to do. So, if that was supposed to go well, he would DH in Lehigh Valley today. Chris Impashe, he DH'd last night in Lehigh Valley. So that was according to Alex Coffey on Twitter. Second update, Jose Alvarado completed an inning of relief on 17 pitches with Triple A Lehigh Valley on Tuesday, and he uh, came out of that feeling pretty well. Struck out one and allowed one hit, but obviously the big thing is to for him to be feeling well as he has had a few injury stints this year for the Fightin's so Alvarado extremely key for this bullpen coming back and hopefully he can stay healthy the Phil's bullpens can need him Uh, I think that's not you know Phil's bullpen bullpen overall has been good this year but Alvarado you know when healthy one of the best you know pitchers uh relievers in baseball especially over the last year when healthy when healthy the key there and he's expected to pitch again tomorrow for Lehigh Valley from what I understand so there's your updates Brandon Marsh Jose Alvarado uh you know, some some updates on them right now. That's going to do it for me. You want to take two of three from Washington. Uh, I mean, that's the, you know, I'm, I'm content with the split with Toronto, but I, I want them to take two of three with Washington. Hopefully Michael Lorenzo throws a no-hitter again. Would be the first since Johnny Johnny Vandermeer, I believe, to throw back to back no hitters. He was the only one to ever do it. So two of three from the Phils. I just want to see the offense continue to to uh, light it up, and I want to see just consistency from the Phils heading down the stretch here. That would make me feel really good, and hopefully, be hot heading into the postseason as hopefully they're they're there. But I, th- I feel pretty confident that they will be, especially uh, uh, with the, rest of the way the rest of the National League is. So, that's going to do it for me, Francisco Rojas. Hopefully, Monday morning, we'll be talking about taking two of three. See ya. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours